All right, Goosey Lucy. Uh, I'm just calling in to say that, uh, you know, I don't think that your daughter should be getting the D for the Lost Expedition. Sounds a lot more like it's you having to go on to uh, YouTube and listen to what Z has to say. So I, I think that's like a case of the teacher calling the the teacher the oh i oh i don't know i've forgotten it all them mnemonics i can't remember them for looking i tell you so anyway um colin spike pit green lost expedition d hi there i'm colin green you're listening to spike pit but this is not one of my normal episodes. I'm calling these episodes my drive-by episodes, wherein I speak a little bit more candidly about the things that are on my mind. I'll be pulling less punches, maybe biting a bit less on my tongue. Now, if you think that's perhaps not such a good thing, then this is not the episode for you. Remember... This is a drive-by. There you go. You can take the teacher out of the school, but you can't take the school out of the teacher. Barney, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who you're doing an impression of, man. I can only assume that it it must be I don't know, what Spencer or. Um, what is it, the three twats on their podcast? I, I don't know. Why, why don't you just phone in with a normal voice? What's up with you, man? I mean, do you, do you need some psychiatric help? I've got the, uh, I've got the number of a psychiatrist uh, who, who could help you out, perhaps. And as for the D for my daughter, well, listen... The brief was to teach us how to play. It never happened. So she gets a D. Sometimes you've got to be firm. You've got to be firm. Firm but fair. Firm but fair, man. I would have loved to have given her an A. If she'd have taught me how to play the game, I'd have given her an A. But as it was, I had to go to good old Z Garcia there on the Dice Tower who did an admirable job and unfortunately mate she gets a D the D stands I'll take my D I'll take my D because I never read that well I did read the rules but then I promptly forgot them which is why I gave her the assignment in the first place ah I know I'm a D grade student but that doesn't mean that I can't help my kids aspire to something more you know, Barn, you know, works. Hey, Colin, Jason here. Just want to call in on Lost Expedition. Yeah, my son and I enjoy, of course, my son's older. I, I can see where it definitely wouldn't appeal to, to younger kids and um, and maybe even, you know, middle school kids. It's, um, it's definitely more, like you say, more of a puzzle game, resource management game. But, but it's interesting and it's challenging. You know, the situations they, they put you in, it, it, you have to make some tough choices, you, you know. 
and, and I like that. I, I like a game that, you know, kind of makes it sweat a little bit. So talk to you later. Yeah, so um, the Lost Expedition, it is super hard, super challenging game. Even on the easy setting, I struggled. I made a, a really bad job of putting this across to the kids. Perhaps down the line, I can bring it out again, give it a second chance, but I don't know. Nothing, nothing, um, nothing wrong with the game at all. Real nice production values. It's um, it's a cool game, but it's very hard for me to justify playing uh, solo games, especially with the situation as it is. I've got a house full of people here. It's just going to go back on the shelf. Um, do I regret buying it? No, I do not regret it. Um, but importantly, lessons have been learned. Next time I uh, put a game out there or I pitch a game, I need to do my due diligence and make sure I know what I'm doing. You know, read <laughs> read the rules and learn the game. That is my recommendation. Before you pitch it to the kids, you have to know exactly what you're doing. Hey, Colin, Jason here. Just want to mention that I do enjoy your What's Up Wednesdays. Um, enjoy all your episodes, but I, I definitely enjoy hearing what you've been doing gaming-wise and your thoughts, so please keep that up. A um, couple quick thoughts. Um, Carl's Game, you, you know, if anybody just tuned into you, they might not catch this, but Carl's Game isn't just skirmish game. You know, the, the session before, there was no combat at all. You know, we just did some intrigue stuff and and stuff in the city. So there's definitely, you know, a good mix of politics and factions and fighting. And so Carl runs a really excellent game and, you know, he deserves a ton of credit for that. Um, I appreciate your kind words on how I run Altered State. I just kind of set up situations and sit back and let the players do their thing. And then I react to what the players are doing, you know. Um, I definitely don't, you know, I've got some scripted idea. Scripted's the wrong word. I've got some ideas what the players might do, but if they do something else, then we'll just roll with it. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, that's like w with that game you, you described. You know, those guys weren't going to, you know, Barney had successfully hacked in their system, sent them a message saying that you guys were innocent to call off the assault. And then um, somebody, who we won't name, shot a grenade at them. So, you know, if you shoot a grenade at them, at that point they're going to attack back. So you, you guys could have walked out of there. I, I, and if if you think about the session before, I let you guys kind of walk, talk your way out of a scenario. So it's definitely not a, a forced combat thing, and it, it depends on what the characters do. Um, railroads. So kind of along those lines, I hear that some of the Wizards scenarios, like Baldur's Gate, the new Baldur's Gate game, um, campaign is kind of railroady, where like in the beginning, like if you don't make a choice, like the city guard will come make you do that choice. I don't know for sure. So some of these messages and call-ins, they've been knocking around for a little bit and might not make too much sense. I hope, if you're a regular listener, you will be able to cast your mind back. Uh, Jason's talking about uh, a Broken Lands campaign run by Carl Rodriguez. We played a session 
recently and unfortunately Jason wasn't able to uh, join us. But yeah, man, uh, Carl yeah, he's, he's a great GM and um, I, I hadn't intended my comment to, sound a, to come across like uh, I was suggesting the game was a skirmish game by any means. It, I, I was kind of actually being quite complimentary <laughs> or, or at least I thought I was because I like skirmish games and I play a lot of stuff theatre of the mind and sometimes we'll play in the Carl's game and it can be quite tactical which is uh, good stuff. But for sure there is definitely more to it than that. There's quite a lot of faction stuff going on with these kind of um, humanoids. Recently we've uh, got rid of a couple of gangs. There was four gangs in town. It's down to two. And there's a sort of an uneasy piece between us. So the faction play is getting ramped up. And the intrigue is getting steadily dialed up as well as we get involved with the royal family. My uh, computer had a little bit of a meltdown. Well, I say my computer had a meltdown. Uh, I was due to playing a game of Ash yesterday and it it just weren't happening. I couldn't get my mic, uh, I couldn't get my audio to work. Got the camera up when I got the camera up. I couldn't get the audio up. And, and in the end, um, there was a sort of seven people waiting, I think, and I just bailed on the session. It's uh, it's frustrating when the technology lets you down, but um, I've got this new computer. Uh, well, I say new. It's new to me. It was Arfed's old computer. He kindly passed it on to me. Previously, I was just using a laptop, and I'd kind of got a drop of the laptop, but um, every time I switch this computer on, I get kind of um, all different conflicts with my USB, and, and I sort of plug stuff in, take stuff out, get loads of stupid Windows error messages that are, well, <laughs> I was going to say no good to man or beast, but they're probably good to some folk, but just not to old spike pit. Um, and, and when there's people sitting and waiting, I, I, I'm just getting hot under the collar and I get that flip the table feeling coming upon me. So best to bow out at that point. Uh, dang, hopefully I'll get sorted before Carl's next game. And as for ICRPG, Jason's up to his eyeballs with work, so not sure when I'll be firing grenades at anybody. Hey Colin, this is Ray. D&D Beyond is indeed not perfect, but there are some tricks to it once you get in there. I actually like the Encounter Builder quite a bit, and as far as that maps problem goes, you can usually isolate that image on a mobile by double tapping it, and then it opens up as an, an image, which you can zoom into. On the online version, I know that I have saved off that image into my photos bucket um, to or in a separate tab, so that way I could have a, a big version there. That's handy, but just some thoughts on using it. I've noticed, too, that you, when they have the monsters built into the modules, you kind of want to click through to the Monster Manual version because sometimes they give you abbreviated versions and miss, like, the special attacks and stuff. Good stuff there from Rayo. It's a Plundergrounds, and what he says is very true, in particular about the monsters. 
the uh, the the D and D Beyond business. I'm I'm getting a little bit more into it. Although when I do uh, click on those images, a separate window opens up. But for whatever reason, I cannot kind of get my Zoom working. Uh, neither on my laptop, uh, desktop, or any other device of mine so I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong but say la vie um, what I do now because I'm running my games on duo I uh, I clip out those images put them in a, a separate file and I send them to my players either sometimes during the session but oftentimes between sessions and you know, that's working out fine for now. I'm certainly no expert, but I, I am getting a little bit more fluid with it all. And I think uh, D&D Beyond, especially if you're technically minded, it, it is really good. The thing that suits me and is perhaps of most benefit is the search function. You can just type in uh, a query and it will take you there. It's quicker than flicking through books, unless you're familiar with those books. Of course, you can find stuff pretty quickly when you're familiar, but I'm trying to think. It was... Oh, what was it? Um, no, I can't remember. There was something we was looking for in a session the other weekend. I just tapped it into D&D Beyond, and it, it brought it straight up. Then... Uh, Last week I was running and I wasn't using D&D Beyond because I'd changed my setup a little bit. And yeah, it was a bit slower trying to look it up the old way. So uh, uh, I, I do take my hat off to the guys at D&D Beyond. And um, if you haven't tried it, there's there's various ways of getting like a, a free trial. I mean, the big the big grumble is that you buy the books and then if you want the D&D Beyond content, you've got to pay out again. And yeah, I, I totally understand all that. Going forward, would I just use D&D Beyond? I don't think so. Would I just use books? I don't think so. So I'm a little bit stuck there. It, it's, um, mm, it does leave a bit of a sour taste in the mouth, but I can totally understand it. There are certain like free elements of it, like the character generation. I don't know if you can use all of the character classes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm out of my depth talking about this. I don't even know why I'm bothering, so I'm going to stop. Simple as that. And there it is, for better or worse, another shamble cast. These messages, like I said, have been kicking around for a while. Uh, I've had other things come up and then put episodes in front of these. Um, and that, I don't think that's ever a very good idea. I, I try not to do it, but everything's just gone out of the window, if I'm honest. Um, I hope I hope it, it wasn't too desperate and people have got some sort of enjoyment out of it I I do love the call-ins especially 
Now, you know, it's easy to feel a little bit isolated, shut away in my house here, even though I count myself as fortunate. I've got my family around me. Uh, in, in, in fairness, we've been having some good fun. I'm going to keep on keeping on, putting these out as best I can. Do rely on the call-ins a little bit, and I rely on being able to talk about basically what I'm up to. This evening, I'm running again, going with the two-hour online using Google Duo. It's uh, formerly the face-to-face group. And like I was saying before, it is not really, truly online. It's more like we're sitting at the table with a, a remote player. I'll let you know how I get on carrying on in the jungles of Chult. We've been exploring Firefinger, which is a... A location in the jungle inhabited with terror folk and I tell you what they are no joke for first level characters oh and as an aside anybody that thinks this uh, latest edition is not all that fatal this tower is 300 foot tall uh, and if you fall off it like you get pushed off or, or you fail some sort of climbing check and you've not taken precautions you've got potentially a 30d6 of falling damage. Uh, I, I don't even know, now I come to think of it, there might be a maximum height from which you can fall. There, there is a canopy below, so if, if you didn't want to be like super, super um, fatal in your rulings, you, you could allow characters a little bit of cushioning as they plummeted through the trees slowing down their fall but I mean that in itself would be savage I can't really see anybody surviving it it would be massive damage and more or less insta death and that's not a ruling you know that is in the rules so um, hopefully it won't come to that so I just want to say a few thank yous before I finally get out of here Thanks to the guys who called in. Well, I think it was Barney at the top of the show. Then, of course, Ray and Jason. Thanks, guys. Big shout out to the pit crew as well. My patrons over on Spike Pit Patreon, keeping me going and growing. And last but not least, I want to say a thank you to you, the listener, for taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to old Spike Pit. Take care. I'll catch it later. Oh yeah, almost forgot. Hanging after the closing theme, a little bit of humour from my buddy, Mr. Connolly. Thank you for listening to this Spike Pit Drive-By episode. If you've enjoyed the show, Consider spreading the word via social media. Take care. Catch you later. Hey, Colin. Jason here. Just listened to your episode on Worm Skin issue number one, and I really enjoyed it. Look forward to future Solomon episodes. Oh, this might be a couple years too late, huh? Oh, well, I still enjoyed the episode. I do enjoy when you do readings. Um, I think you have a good voice for it, and you have a good 
you know, pacing meter. You, you do a good job doing the readings. You really do. So I will talk to you later.